0: Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Another Bourbon Show. Uh, tonight, we're going to be drinking another bottle provided by our good friend, Stephen.
1: wasn't sure what you are going to say there, but I, I'm pleased. Yeah. It's just good I mean, friend.
0: You gave me bourbon. I'm not going to talk trash about you then. That's the oh, reason that's... I talk trash about Ryan all the time. He never provides anything.
1: Okay. I was going to say, is that the secret? Because I feel like a lot of people could have spared themselves a lot of misery just by giving you a bottle of bourbon in the past.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Steven, uh, tell us about middle West.
1: Yeah. So tonight we're drinking middle West spirits offering called uh, straight wheat whiskey. This is their straight wheat offering. Um, and I know it's a little difficult to, to kind of see here. I'll probably put up a picture on the edit. I'll put up a picture of the bottle here so you can see it. Um, But it's a nice-looking bottle overall. We'll get into that label in just a second. But uh, it is a – it's this is what they say about it on the website. They say that it's aged a minimum of three years in fresh white American oak, which is important because it is Ohio-made white American oak to go with this Ohio whiskey. That's where Middle West is from. And what makes it unique is that they actually use soft red winter wheat to emphasize the regional flavor they say so this is ohio through and through from the barrel to the to the wheat that they use um like i said it's aged a minimum of three years in that fresh white american oak and it is uh 46 alcohol by volume or 92 proof and uh, this is batch number 64. um so that basically the way I came across this bottle was a friend of mine was passing through Ohio. He stopped at a liquor store just to see if what he could see for me. And he came across this bottle. And uh, after talking with the the liquor store owner and he was telling him, you know, this is a pretty good uh, Ohio exclusive or not exclusive, but Ohio local, you know, distillery and he should check them out. And uh, so he grabbed a bottle for me And then after I started looking into them a little bit, it seemed like, you know, it wasn't just another, you know, random sourced, uh, who knows what you're going to get kind of thing. Or maybe you've even had the juice before kind of thing. It seemed like people were actually liking their stuff and it seemed like they were trying to do something unique, you know, which gets me into the bottle and the label. Because I think that the bottle to me almost looks like the bottle itself almost looks like like a peerless product maybe. I'm trying to think of what else I could compare it to. It's like, it doesn't have all like the ribs on the side of it or whatever, like, uh, like Peerless does, but it has that overall sort of like canister look. And then there's like, it almost looks like a, uh, like a Yankee candle container or something like that with a little more at the above and below. Mm -hmm. But you've got this nice label on the front that, while I wouldn't say it's groundbreaking, it just looks nice. You know, I'm not a huge fan of this like tombstone kind of look that they've got here, but I have noticed that this outer band that they have around this kind of tombstone design, that kind of differentiates it on the shelf. And the different colors that they have out here will tell you what that is from a distance. So I think that gives it a, a leg up. The straight wheat whiskey is gold on the outside. But if you got like their straight rye or something like that, I think it's like, a more of an amber color, you know, something like that. So that's how they differentiate them. And um, the, I don't know what it is with trees, but I feel like distilleries a lot of times will use trees. Um, I don't know why that's symbolic. I'm sure there's a reason why this matters for Middle West or why it matters for Ohio. And I look really dumb by saying this, but I just think it looks more like something you'd see on like an Ohio whiskey or something. I, I don't know. An Oregon, I mean, not an Ohio whiskey. I think it'd be more something you saw on an Oregon whiskey. I don't That's know exactly. a Buckeye
0: tree, maybe?
1: It, pro- it probably is a Buckeye tree. But is that really what people think of when they think of Ohio? I guess it is because of the Buckeyes. But anyway, I think that it looks good. I'm going to be giving it a 7 out of 10 because I think overall, they've done a lot with the presentation. They obviously care about it. Thought went into this. And I think it looks nice, if not into that upper echelon. You know? Yeah. So
2: reminds me a lot of the Hudson bourbon bottles.
1: That too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I said, but in the bourbon world,
2: (laughs) it's very similar glass, very similar size. And I
0: I looked them up and they are located in Columbus, Ohio. That's their like where they're actually located at. So I'm going to guess that that is a Buckeye tree with like, Ohio State being right there. Probably a connection, I would guess. I don't,
1: fuck, I don't it, know. It it is kind of cool that they show the tree, like half of the tree is full, the other half is just like, you know, the winter version mm-hmm. of the tree, but it's not just a tree. I should say that. It's kind of like Brothers Bond. Like Brothers Bond had a tree on it, but it wasn't just a tree.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I wanna look up I don't know what
0: a buckeye tree looks like.
1: They're just going to show this Middle West Spirits logo.
2: <laughs> oh, that is 100% a Buckeye tree. 100%. Is Urban Meyer groping it or something? <laughs> the <hell> you know?
0: <laughs> no, not this time. <laughs> it's not a blonde, drunk blonde at a bar.
1: What was the name of the guy? Man, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't remember. What's the name of the guy? Who got uh Maurice Claret? Was that his name?
2: Yeah, didn't he kill somebody? <laughs>
1: yeah. Or, he was a yeah. running back who's like all world running back. People thought it was gonna be like the next Emmett Smith at the time. They're like comparing him to Emmett Smith. And mm-hmm. then he played for like one season for like the Broncos, and then I think maybe killed somebody, and that was it.
0: There was something was like college.
2: that. Right? Um, I don't remember because yeah. didn't he have like a didn't he get injured pretty bad and then came back and had like a great season? And they beat my. Did they beat Miami? Is that who they beat?
1: I can't remember. You know, I was just thinking, Middle West Spirits maybe by some chance turned on to this episode and they are, here they are listening to it. They to it? regret that. <laughs> you know, this is why you don't put a fucking tree on your label because next thing <laughs> yeah. you know, people are talking about whether or not Saquon Barkley is a bust or not. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All because of that goddamn tree. <laughs> what if that's how every episode just devolved on fantasy players who've wronged us over the years?
1: <laughs> that's, a, that's a good name for a podcast right there.
2: <laughs> that actually
0: is a really good. Okay. So this is the last ever episode of another Berman show. <laughs> we'll see you next week <laughs> for fantasy football drafts of the past. <laughs> Well, what do you say we actually give the the spirit a try? Wait, we're drinking something. Yeah.
1: <laughs> have you it. had
0: this? Have you already had it, Stephen? Tried it out?
1: Yep, I am. Uh, I'm about midway through, a little over midway okay. through, maybe of the bottle.
2: I love that amber color, man. Oh, it looks beautiful. Real. It's a great color. Yeah, yeah, it's it's beautiful.
1: They call it red winter wheat. Um, that went into it. I don't know how much if that affected the initial color. But other than that, it's fresh white American oak, I guess. And only, I mean, this is aged a minimum of three years, they say. So I don't know exactly how old everything is in this. Mm -hmm. But I feel like this is great color for what is probably not aged all that long. And for what's only 92 proof.
0: So last week, um, okay, so this is a small craft distillery. And this, I'm actually gonna do a call back to last week's episode, and it actually made it into the into the on-air episode where I talked about the, um, we so Connor asked us about the seven times distilling, and I gave the example of the barrel sizes. I'm guessing that this was aged in a smaller barrel, that it wasn't aged in a 53 gallon barrel. And with it being in a smaller barrel, there's more content. The the whiskey has more contact with the Oak itself. So it pulls flavors in and colors in faster than if it was in a 53 gallon barrel. There's a good chance that that's the case and how it got dark so much faster. That makes sense. And this has got a killer nose.
1: Yeah. I think it's like, I think it has a really nice nose. I agree a lot it's of it's kind
2: of it's almost kind of buttery too but in like, like a decadent I, type it, way not like in a gross like chardonnay type buttery
0: no it reminds me of like a 40 maker's 46 nose but a little bit sweeter i think yeah is that like am i getting raisin
1: Come
2: on. i could see that
1: I smell some like, like almost like charcoal or like ash a little bit as well. Like almost like a campfire.
2: It's definitely, it's definitely like, like mine's, Oh, go ahead. Fruity. Like just like trying to get that fruit, but it's like a, I don't know, like a kind of dances around your nose. Like it's fruity, like in a good way. Like I don't know. Maybe like a, like a stone fruit type. It's just, Oh, it's good. It's like it smells really
0: sweet and buttery. It reminds me of a couple different double oaked or toasted barreled noses, um, like the nose on the Michter's toasted rye. Reminds me of that. Reminds me a little bit of Woodford double oaked. I don't think it's double oaked. It, it, it's not double oaked, right?
1: Doesn't say that. No. Okay.
0: But, it, but the nose definitely reminds me of that. Anyway, I'm going to sip it. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, I like the nose better than I like the palate. Not that the palate's bad. Don't get me wrong. It's. I'm not saying it's that it doesn't have a good palate. But that nose set me up for something different than what I tasted.
2: Yeah, me so too. Like I was, I was expecting that full nose to taste, and then it was completely different. Not a lot. Like it was very light. I thought I was, I was expecting a little more, you know, kick.
0: Yeah. So, um, for Steve and Ryan and any listeners, all four of y'all, um, I'm not saying that I don't like the palette. I'm saying that I, you're going to have to give me a second because the palette is so much different than what I expected that it's going to take me another sip or two to really like parse it out.
1: I think what's unique about this one to me uh, and the time I've spent with it so far is that the, the hug is really good. Yeah, it's It's really pronounced and it feels really full-bodied for 92 proof. For the flavor... So, so I guess the things that hit you first are amazing nose, very powerful nose. Then you have this immediate warmth and then good finish throughout. But while you're trying to, while you're experiencing all those pretty strong things, you have a very vapid taste kind of. So it's almost like you have, you know, all these whiskeys that we're comparing it to. uh, You could compare it to from the, uh, from the nose and from the finish, but then on the palate, The closest comparison is like a Jim Beam product. Maybe it feels really light.
0: And, and it's again, I'm, I'm still not saying that I don't like the palette, but it's almost got like a bitterness to it. And I, and again, I don't mean a bitterness, like straight bitters. I don't mean a bitterness, like a Jepson's Malort. I don't mean a bitterness, like a, um, Campari. It, it, but it's, but it's got a, a bitter tinge to it, if I will. And no sweetness on the palate.
1: I do pick up just a little bit of sweetness if I take a little more time and leave it in my mouth a little bit longer. And one of the tasting notes they have, I do agree with a little bit and that they say baklava, which I think is a weird one. But I think the sweetness, I would almost compare to a baklava. I can kind of see that one.
2: I, as soon as I tasted, it, I thought cloves. That's all I, can I got. See cloves. Yeah, I I it can was see like cloves. It's like I'm back in college, smoking a <laughs> smoking a black <laughs> cloves I can, cigarette.
1: I can give their tasting notes if we want, or or if you guys want to say right. some more first. How, Let me try. How much one. was this
2: bottle? By the way, I, I don't think you said that.
1: Well, we'll definitely get into that. The bottle is forty seven dollars.
2: Okay.
0: So I'm trying to narrow out that, like the, the little bit of bitterness that I get from it. And I'm just trying to like do the whiskey a a service and the listeners to make like, so that they understand what I'm saying, that it's not bad. It's just a, a hint of a bitterness to me. And I, that time I kept it in my mouth for a, probably a full 20 or 30 seconds. And I did get some sweetness to it.
2: Like a spot. Are you talking about like it's peppery? Or are you talking about? Um...
0: No, it's like the, the skin of a vegetable that I can't figure out which one yet. That when I taste it, I get just a touch of bitterness.
1: They're saying on their tasting notes, I, I said baklava already, which is what they mentioned kind of later, but some of the first ones they say are, brandied cherries vanilla bean coconut cookies caramel here's two that I think you might agree with nutmeg mm-hmm. custard tart baklava and then milk chocolate
0: so I think I've got it and it's when when you said the the tart is actually it popped into my brain? It's actually like if you to me, it's like the zest of an orange without the orange flavor itself. So again, it's not like a uh, bitter. It's a, it's it's sharp on your tongue. Um, not necessarily in a bad way. But certainly in a weak, weak way, very weak way, and and again, that's not a bad thing. But but based on that nose, I really expected it to be a very
2: decadent whiskey. But that nose, yeah, it's is killer. a killer. It's a killer nose, and yeah, and like like you said, it's not that. It's it's not, it's not the best. Whiskey ever had it's certainly not the worst you know it's a good whiskey you just oh, yeah. hope what that nose was offering would translate to the palate and for me you know you get you get some of those things but as soon as I tried I didn't think it would be that light I didn't Same. think and even at 92 it's not the lowest proof but I didn't even I didn't even really get a hug or any kind of kick oh
0: see I, was, get a, I get a oh, nice really?
2: hug on the finish. I, this, a nice I feel like finish. I could just drink this and drink this and it doesn't burn for me at least.
0: No, but it, it gives me some warmth in my chest. It, it oh, gives yeah. me a little snuggle.
1: I think we're talking about two different things, the hug and a burn. There's no burn to this at all. No, but no. there's a warmth to it that we're talking. I about.
0: guess. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And I got to say that it, it actually has a drier finish after like, I haven't had a sip in probably four or five minutes. It's got a dry, like my tongue is dry at this point. And that's not a good or a bad thing, but it's an observation that it's got a drier finish than I would have expected as well.
1: That's great. Qualitative analysis, Dan. Thank you.
0: I do my best.
1: You know, one thing I wanted to mention also is that they tout it being kosher. So I think maybe an interesting comparison could be this and Buffalo trace kosher.
0: Mm -hmm. I do have some kosher weeded still.
1: I'd be curious what you thought side by side. Obviously we couldn't, we wouldn't be in a situation where we were doing a blind, but I think it could Mm -hmm. make an interesting blind for a lot of people.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. The challenge with that is that Buffalo trace kosher weed is stupid, hard to get. So.
1: Right. But, but this is, this is the reason why you do it. It's, you have this one that's stupid, hard to get. You have this one that you can freely, anyone can, if you're listening to this right now, you can go to the MiddleWestSpirits.com website and you can purchase this on their website. You can have this sent to you provided you're not in a restricted location for them to send to you. You can just buy this if you want one.
0: And speaking of kosher wheat, and kosher rye and the buffalo trace kosher line those will like the 2020 versions of those will be coming out in the next month and a half just a, just after easter or passover whichever you refer to it as that's when those will start showing up on shelves which i find it weird that they don't release it during i don't fuck, what do, i don't know anything about religion so i was just so maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm an idiot. I don't know.
1: Well, yeah. it's yeah, it's it would be it's kind of like Christ rising again. Anyway, is that what it is? Is that the logic? I don't know. I, I, I don't, don't know. know
0: what <laughs> well, what do you say we uh go ahead and rate this? Let's do it. I'll go. I'm gonna go with a six two. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with a six 2 uh, I would actually go with a five, seven, but the nose gets it some bonus points there. I don't think you said it was $47 at $47. I'm passing on it. Um,
1: just curious, would you buy Buffalo trace kosher at MSRP?
0: Yes, I would. I haven't had Buffalo Trace kosher since we had it on the on the show, though. So like I have, it's just been sitting there. I haven't had even a single pour of it since then. Um, Yeah, so like this being a weeded whiskey, uh, it wasn't what I expected. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Based on the nose, it certainly was not what I expected. Again, not necessarily a bad thing. But no matter how great a nose is, like the priorities for me are easily. Palette is most important. Finish is second. Nose is third. And it's got a subpar palette. It's got a fairly good finish and a fantastic nose. So it's hard for me to like get it into like a higher rating, if you will, because the most important thing to me is palette and it just kind of, it misses on the palette. So there you go, 6'2", and I would not pay $47 for it. I might pay 30, $30 for it.
1: 35
0: I, uh, considering the uh craft distillery price, you know.
1: Right. I uh I was going to give it a 6.2 as well. So, I largely all the same things you said. I think that with Jim Beam White Label being our 5.0, I think that this is still a step up from that, you know. Right. And um I think that it's there's a lot to like about it. It is, you know, it is light on the palette. But I think if you're just getting into bourbon, I think it could be an interesting one to pick up. It is forty seven dollars. I don't think it's priced too badly, though. I don't think it's egregious. But uh, like, I could I could see paying it and not like regretting it at least once. Um, but this to me, the whole experience really screams like, just like with Penelope, it's like I'd be really interested in trying something else that they offer. You know, I'd be really interested in trying one of their cask strengths or something like that just to see exactly what comes out at that point because it just does feel a little bit light and ultimately you're left feeling like what we talk about all the time when we have something 90 proof it seems like which is like wow this tells you how good Mictors is at what they do that they're the same proof point but they're able to get way different stuff out of the palate Um, Middle West is doing a lot right here in terms of getting a lot of stuff out of the overall drinking experience still being really good but just that most important point like you said Dan still is is pretty lacking on the back end so uh yeah 6.2 for me
2: yeah i agree with what you guys said 100% it's definitely light. that knows you're expecting it to be awesome that color is that amber copper color that looks beautiful when you pour it out of the glass i don't know how new that distillery is i feel like if you give them 5 10 years they might be making some some really good stuff. I don't know if they're kind of in the infancy, but I'm going to go a 6.5, a little bit higher than you guys. I, I did love the nose. It was a great nose. And I did really like that clove flavor. I, for whatever reason, just brings me back to when I was younger. I feel like, like you said, Stephen, like what Mictors does at that proof compared to what this proof is. It's just, it's, you know, six percent more, but it's you know way less complex. And for a distillery to do that, like Michter's, and I know you know they've had a long time distilling, and that's why you know I'm giving these guys the benefit of the doubt. But I'll say real charge, quick, Ryan, if you're going to charge someone fifty bucks, then I feel like you should be offering just a little bit more than than what's in the bottle.
1: I was just going to let you know that it says they were founded in two thousand eight but have been like basically in, in production since 2010.
2: Okay. So they are relatively newer or right at the, you know, right at the beginning of the boom, so to speak. So I'm sure they've seen all the trends and everything like that. So, you know, whatever comes out in the next five to 10 years might be really solid if they're aging stuff longer, because obviously it's, it's aged, Not, I mean, three years is not a long time, and if they would have just waited, especially, yeah, if they would have just waited a little bit longer, I feel like they could have gotten just so much more out of that, out of that bottle. Not to say that it's bad because it's not, and I think, I think this is a great introductory level bourbon for people. It doesn't really scare you away. It doesn't necessarily like bring you in, you know, like a Michters might, but it doesn't scare you away either, and it tastes better than you know, those 5.0s that, that we talk about a lot, but for 50 bucks, I would drink that mellow Corn behind Dan, you know, buy three of those before one of these. Same, 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 but I will, I, one thing I really want to strongly agree,
0: agree with Steven on is that I would, I am interested in tasting other middle West offerings, right? Like like, first of all, a 6.2 is not a bad score for us. 6.2 on a lot of other podcasts or blogs is a terrible score. For us, the 6.2 is just that's mediocre, really, is is really where where it ends up being. Um, but I would absolutely enjoy trying other Middle West products. Given would it, I yeah, buy this one, okay. no, I would not buy this one. So, uh,
1: I've you